In a universe where life does not end at death, we explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Thadian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. Continuing from last week's entry, this entry will keep the focus on the squadron that was featured, with another log from Accord Light explaining their transition to bring about the first command colonies. So without further ado, let's dive in. It was never our intention to have the impact we did on the many worlds we sought to protect. The rooted nature of corruption is something we all face at some point in time. Whether we believe we are morally correct, or even obligated to do what we think is right, that belief always comes at a price for those on both sides of the aisle. Due to our nature as protectors of the realms, we believed and still do believe what we were doing was right. The impact we had for the mission directives brought us closer together in our ideals. We also saw it as being a net gain for the Corps as a whole. We later came to understand that our work as officers only brought to light a larger disillusioned narrative that even the Runeforgers could not quell. Before I dive into that, however, allow me to explain what raised us to the height of Corps Command. It was reaching the end of Cycle 15, when we began our first missions as a squadron. Our first directive was to survey the solar systems of each of the pillars. We did this for the entirety of the Submergence Array, so we saw a lot of action when it came to Voidwalker threats. During this time, I returned to my research on the Dark Void. Expanding whatever knowledge I could muster in the time after the reset, it was bare to say the least. But thanks to the archive on Vicroniacs, I was able to recover an entry that detailed the Void Expanse in cycle 874 BCR. That expanse created the Sin Armada that Core Command utilizes against consumed hordes. But for us, this knowledge allowed me to craft an AI shielding device implanted into our cerebellums. Over the course of five months, our squadron wrestled with the consumed working on escort details, rescue ops, and even some extermination missions. During that period, I recall a conversation I had with Commander Sema. It was on an escort detail for a notable senator from the Pillar of Moriat. Rock knew the senator as Shaman Desimorn of Ravgo, who actually assisted us on the escort. The dialogue I shared, however, with the commander incorporated the sum of what we had come across in our missions together. Permission to speak freely, Commander. At ease, Accor. Go ahead. Approaching the bridge of the vessel, I watched as she kept a close eye on the systems in case of emergency. I've been mulling over our missions and our duty as protectors. She continued her focus on the systems, though I could tell she was listening intently as she nodded. My concern has always been to go about our duty in the most efficient way possible. And upon our travels, it seems there's more danger than I originally surmised. Pausing for a moment, I waited for a response from her. All she did was continue to nod. 
then started up a diagnosis of the vessel systems. Therefore, I just came out with it. Why have we not expanded our protection to the rest of the worlds throughout the realms? Couldn't we, instead of bring people to the pillars, we save them from their own homes they inhabit? Surely they are suffering just as much as the pillars, with the reset and all. With no shift in her presence, Summer responded back. Seems you've come to the same realization as the rest of the squad. She then pivoted her posture, leaning against the center command console on the bridge. We call ourselves Corps Command Officers for a reason. To safeguard the lives of those living in the Corps. I too have been wrestling with this, but now that you've come to this conclusion, I feel there is a need for us to do more. Can you request a change in directive from the command officials? For something to this nature, it is less about requesting a change in directive, but more so about presenting evidence to our superiors that will convince them of a shift in strategy. How can we get evidence like that? I asked. The commander smiled back at me, approached while placing a hand on my shoulder. We'll have to shift command ourselves. Prepare a nav chart for once the escort is complete. Her tone in issuing her command felt unwavering, a sign of someone worthy of holding her mantle. After completion of the escort, Rock was able to obtain information from Senator de Zamorne. The information was intel on worlds in need of assistance. It turned out, the entire squad already had plans to begin a great expedition to change our directive in order to help alien cultures from their own demise. Once back into orbit, gathered in the comm station to begin our plans, I was able to gather realm coordinates from the information Rock received from the Senator. We found five variant worlds that held planetary civilizations out of a list of over 100 planets needing assistance. Each one with differing environments, we sought to go down the route of the pillars, meaning we chose worlds in the same order that the pillars came in, with Photonic being the first, next being Phoenix, Megenium, Synchronus, and lastly, Evemore. Before heading to the first world, Commander Sema reached out to the command officials in order to provide them details of our mission. Little did they know I committed an act of treason by hacking into the central mainframe, providing necessary coordinates for them to assume where we'd be headed. To be absolutely honest, I didn't think Commander Sema would be willing to do such a thing. I always pegged her as a loyal soldier, never someone who'd be willing to skirt around her superiors. Just goes to show how much she believed in what we were going to achieve. For the first world, allow me to set the stage. Each of us in the Hearts of Glory only served in the Pillar Systems. Outside of that, it is known solely as Runeforger Jurisdiction. All of what we were planning was a breach in protocol, and could have gotten us exiled from the Corps. Thankfully, before we left, myself and Lee paid a visit to the Alliance Archive on the harbor. Doing more research on what we may come across in our travels allowed me to develop working prototypes that made us blend in. After about two weeks of travel to the first world on our list, we had enough intel that told us what we needed to know. The world was a desert plain with a thick atmosphere. The inhabitants of the world were three species, a prime variant that lived underground and two surface species known as 
Crotal, and the Scorps. Basically, intelligent rattlesnakes and scorpions. I learned that the Scorps have evolved from thousands of cycles as planetary hoppers, while the Crotal are scheming creatures that are very territorial. Our primary goal on the mission was to assess the world's viability for a command force to liberate it. But first, we needed to encounter the prime species beneath the surface and figure out their role in the ecosystem. I'll spare you the finer details as most of our mission consisted of traveling. Lee and I were in agreement that we could have just taken the ship overhead and kept the stealth field on. However, the commander felt we needed to get used to the ground terrain in case we came across any of the surface dwellers. We did in fact come across two scorps, but thankfully our time facing against consumed paid off. Plus, it provided us with a meal that Rock was able to procure for us. Well, for them. I stuck to the nutritions I had saved up. After about eight marks on the world, my codex found us the underground network where we found the Prime. They weren't very fond of outsiders, so we sent down the commander, Lee, and Vandrix. I was able to change Lee's appearance to make her look more Prime, which did benefit us significantly. As it turned out, upon seeing Lee's yen-like charms, the Prime saw her like a goddess. Therefore, Lee played on with that, from the commander's orders, and we were able to stay amongst their underground society. For about three weeks we stayed there, recorded as much data as I could, and found out that their ancestors used to live on the surface, fighting against the Crotal. It wasn't until the Scorps landed from a meteor storm that their leaders decided it best to retreat underground. Lee told them we would bring others of our kind and liberate their people, allowing for them to return to the surface once more and live out their days free from the rule of the Crotal. That's when their prime leader gathered us up and said in their native tongue, Resmikat Toilomat, which translates to Hearts of Glory. I didn't understand this until I further learned that their culture resided around a goddess they called Glory, or Toilo. The name stuck, though, as you may have already guessed. Once we left the first world, which the natives called Kwaisin, we went further to the other four worlds on our list. It took us until the Convergence Array of Cycle 16 for us to finish our grand expedition. There were many close calls to say the least, but the one that granted us the final push to see our core command into liberating the worlds was the world of Zonar. Though, I'll save that topic for a future log. For now, this is Archivist Ekor, signing off. I thank you for listening to this entry. Next week will be the final episode in this story arc, and there will also be another guest entry released. Make sure to join the podcast listeners group at orthadiananthologies.com squads to be able to vote on new topics for future entries. Once again, if you'd like to support my work, there are a few ways you can donate. You can receive exclusive content through subscribestar.com slash reborninpower, that's reborn-in-power. You can also support this podcast through Anchor, there should be a link on Spotify or whatever podcasting app you use, but in the end, you can find all these ways to support my work through our datinganthologies.com. And please, share this with your friends who are looking for new ways to entertain themselves and immerse themselves. Until then, thank you again for your support.
be safe. Stay safe. And if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power. <laughs>